Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Wood Talk Weekend Show. It's time to unbutton those pants, crack open a fresh grape soda, and let the soothing sounds of Mark, Shannon, and Matt caress your ear holes. All right, it's Wood Talk number 386 for June 2nd. Wow, it's already June. Amazing. 2017. And it's right the weekend. It is the weekend. Oh, thanks for mentioning that. I forgot. It's the weekend! All right, on today's show, we're talking about doing projects before you're ready. Now, last week, we talked about getting tools before you're actually ready for them, buying, you know, a domino, for instance, before you've ever actually cut, um, you know, substantial traditional woodworking joinery. This is sort of an extension of that, but I think you'll find our perspective might be a little bit different on this one, doing projects before you're truly ready for them. Uh, So we got a question here from Daniel. He says, how scared should I be installing my Benchcraft advices if I'm very new to woodworking? Now, granted, this is specifically about the Benchcrafted install, and all three of us have installed at least one Benchcrafted product in our workbenches, so we do have a perspective on that, but I think the broader topic is is more interesting to say, uh, should people dive into projects that are well beyond where they are on paper, let's say, in terms of uh, their growth as a craftsperson? Um, So... Let's say specifically, let's at least answer Daniel's question real quick. Do you think a beginner should launch into something which is kind of, you know, I would say it's fairly complex uh, to install a Benchcraft advice, but the instructions are so good, you know, I, I don't know that he would necessarily have a problem. I think the getting your workbench to be in a good condition so that it's ready for that install is going to be the bigger challenge than just following the installation instructions. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think if you're building a new workbench and you're going to be installing the Benchcraft devices in it, mm-hmm. I mean, you're in for a heck of a ride anyway. The, the, the <laughs> Benchcraft device install is nothing yeah. compared to the rest of the ride. And the like you said, the instructions are so good. It's so well documented. You just mm-hmm. follow the steps and you'll get there. I mean, most of it's just can you use a router and edge guide maybe, drill some holes. 
Right. And that's pretty basic and, stuff. And, and by the steps. time you get there, Matt's, Matt's got a point. Like with all the work that's got to happen prior to that, <laughs> by the time you get there, like your, your fine tuning skills are going to be a lot better. Yeah. You know, and, and I think with, with Benchcraft, the precision that they require, it comes down to flat and square stock, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so you're going to have lots of, lots of practice doing that before you, before you get there. But yeah, that's, that's one thing I, you can almost like characterize the company Benchcrafted around is really mit- like meticulous instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, even videos on their website showing you how it's done. So yeah, Jamil's always been very good about that. Yeah. I would say, um, only to be rivaled by the wood whisper, frankly, eh, only. maybe, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, I agree. When, I agree. When, when the tail vice still had that curved profile to it, I'd say yes. But now that it's square, I think it surpasses the wood whisper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think they are. They are as, as detailed as you would absolutely want them to be for a beginner or experienced woodworker. Now, let's let's go to the more broad topic here. Um, doing projects before you're really, truly ready. And I think, to me, this is one of the things that allowed me personally to get better at woodworking much faster than I should have any right to. And it was, it was always jumping into projects that I knew I wasn't ready for. And I found like, I guess, and it depends on your experience because someone can do that and fail miserably and become depressed and say, screw this. I'm done with this whole woodworking thing. Or you could have a success and be encouraged to move on to the next giant challenge. You know, so I guess it's going to be an individual thing, but I would say for me personally, I love taking on projects that are well beyond what on paper, my skill level says I should be able to accomplish. That's how I learn, you know, trial by fire. I, I, couldn't agree more. I personally don't believe in the whole, this thing is too advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm certainly there's the aspect of this is how you get better by pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. But I believe that every project can be broken down into basic steps. Um, and if you, if you, you know, say you've got a, some sculpted piece or whatever, and you're like, man, I don't even know where to begin, you know, Reverse engineer it, walk it back through the steps, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're like, well, I still don't know what to do. Break it down even further and get to a point where you're at a very basic step. And then if you're still like, man, I can't hold the chisel. Like, I don't even know which end is up. The sharp end is, is well, <laughs> never mind. But at least then you've got a hyper-focused task ahead of you that you can focus on that if you're still scared, there's maybe a practice exercise or something you can do, but there, there's just woodworking doesn't, at least in my world, hand tool woodworking, it doesn't happen very fast. So there's lots of opportunity to kind of sneak up on the fit. And I think even in the power tool world, you know, there's lots of opportunity to kind of set it wide and sneak up on the fit of that tenon or, um, you know, slowly dropping that, that, um, God, you can tell I don't work with power tools. What's that thing called that spins? The router. The hoochie mama. Yeah, yeah the, the hoochie mama. <laughs> yeah. You slowly drop that hoochie mama. And, uh, yeah, the dingle hopper. <laughs> um, it's, it's, even at 12,000 RPMs, you know, you're slowly sneaking up on that fit or that cut or something like that. And the more you get kind of in your head and thinking, this is difficult, this is complex, the more you just got to like, relax and break it down into basic steps. And I, I, I don't know, I've seen, I've seen way too many people who for their first project, you're like, you've got to be kidding me. Like that was your first project. Mm-hmm. Like you suck. I hate you, you know? And, and Mark said it earlier, you know, the worst thing is you have this terrible failure. And 
I honestly, I actually love to hear some from some people who have had a horrendous failure um, by taking on something that's too difficult. Because I, I know a lot of people who certainly have struggled, but they've ended up with a project that they've been incredibly proud of. Maybe it took them three years mm-hmm. to get it done, but I don't think it's ever really. I I don't know anybody who's been so turned off. They're like, screw this woodworking thing. I'm well, taking up knitting. They're not listening to the show anymore, so you're not going to hear. I from guess them. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Those wood talk guys told me I could do anything. Yeah, they've moved Oops. on to saltwater aquariums or something else. <laughs> yeah. So Matt, what do you think? God, I hate to agree with you guys. It doesn't seem like a very entertaining I hate it show. Too. You're such a jerk. Just disagree ah. with you. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> Personal experience for me. Um, I'm just not happy just like producing the same thing over and over and over again, using the same exact techniques over and over again, because it just doesn't give me any opportunity to grow. So throughout my entire journey to get to where I am now, it's always been, I don't even like consider like the skill level. It's like the desire to actually build that thing. And I know the skills I'll, I'll, I'll learn along the way. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had any like super big disasters, but I mean, I've certainly struggled along the way. It's, those projects have given me the opportunity to, you know, learn what mistakes can be made, how to correct those or how to avoid them next time. That's way more valuable than a lot of the actual skills that you learn along the way. It's just being able to identify like how this could possibly go wrong so you can avoid that next time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's been, I just, I just really enjoy that a lot more than like I do this really basic thing. Like I use pocket holes, for instance, like, um, I'm making stuff out of pocket holes like constantly all the time. It's all I do is pocket hole this, pocket hole that, pocket hole this. And it's like they're literally doing the same thing every single day except foot in the shop. It's like that's not that exciting, mm-hmm. at least for me. I'd rather be doing something else, some other variety of things. That's not just some basic project that just is out of, you know, whatever pocket holes and construction lumber or whatever. Well, well you like to change size. it up. Like today I'm using coarse threads. And tomorrow yeah, it'll be go. fine Ooh. threads. <laughs> <laughs> you like a little variety in your work. I get it. Yeah, yeah it helps. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people like they're, I guess it, it is really dependent on your personality and, and how you are, but it's like your risk aversion. Like how risk averse are you? If you're, yeah. if you're really risk averse, I don't know. But if you like to take risks and you understand that taking risks, you get that those rewards then jump into whatever project you want to build. Like you want to own that piece of furniture, go ahead and jump into it and figure out the steps to make that because it's probably not that difficult if you have some of the basic skills if you break it down, like Shannon said. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just part of the process, and you'll learn. And you'll maybe the first one you make might not be that great. You'll probably be probably pretty proud of it the first time you get done with it. Maybe like two, three years down the road, you look at it, you're like, what was I <laughs> doing here? Yeah. Whoa. But that's just part of the process. Yeah. Well, yeah. and even your worst day in the shop, you can still make something that the average person, a friend, a neighbor, family member will probably appreciate and not see the same flaws that you see in it or if they mm-hmm. see any flaws at all. Um, right. You know, people appreciate that stuff. So don't let it go to waste. Learn well, from and, and to the, the risk averse point, because you get that a lot. People are like, I don't want to ruin this beautiful wood, you know, and <clears throat> guys like like Matt I grew and to my, myself, to some extent, we don't feel that way because we, we are wood rich, if you will. Um, <laughs> Turds. But, <laughs> but I'm I, I know we talked about this once before, but I'm really hard pressed to think of a mistake that has caused me to actually have to like burn apart yeah you know that it's so bad that i've got to go get more lumber um and and that 
you know, it's cliche, but the whole being able to fix your mistakes is the true mark of a master, right? So, you know, that risk aversion thing, look at it rationally here. Look at it realistically and go, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Assuming you still have all 10 fingers and toes, (laughs) you know, um, that board can't be so screwed up that that you have to throw it out. Mm -hmm. And if you do, s'mores, you know? S'mores, baby. Silver lining to everything. Dude, guess what? I just had s'mores the other day. Nicole bought the chocolate. She got the graham crackers. And and here's the thing. I'm the only one in the house who eats the damn things. So we've got a a fire pit in the backyard, right? So I'm sitting out there with my little stick and my marshmallow. And I just realized and there's like a walking trail in the back. And I'm like, God, I hope nobody walks by. Because I look like the lonely old guy sitting out there roasting marshmallows and eating s'mores by himself. You're by you're by yourself out there. Like, like your kids are like enjoying no, the bonfire. No, too? Nicole's up, upstairs putting Ava to, to bed. Mateo's inside <laughs> playing on his his Game Boy, and and Dad's in the backyard roasting marshmallows. Oh, having man. a party by it was it was almost depressing if the s'mores didn't taste so good. <laughs> and then of course I come in with like marshmallow in my beard, which was great. Oh, anyway, sorry, totally took us off topic. Um, but you know what, Shannon, you brought up a really good point about skill levels. I've been pressured over the years to include skill level designations on guild projects. And I have resisted. I wouldn't even know where to begin. (laughs) Right. I've I've resisted the urge to do that because every project. The four. (laughs) Six. (laughs) Yeah. What what is the scale? I mean, but if you go anywhere else, anywhere else that sells plans and and has video, you know, topics and usually written plans too, they will divide these things into beginner intermediate and advanced, but I resist the the temptation to do it. I, I refuse to do it because I have seen so many beginner woodworkers come in and with the proper, just like the bench crafted stuff with the right set of instructions, they come in and they nail it. Now, not everybody's going to be able to do it, but you have all the, the resources you need to make that happen. And so many people in the guild are fresh to woodworking and they tackle a project that they want to build. They want that thing just like Matt was saying, and they make it happen because of their desire to get that. And we give them the tools to do it. So that's the, I will never put skill designations on there because that discourages people from tackling those projects that are beyond their skill level. Because I told them it's an advanced project. They're like, oh, I'm new. I can't possibly do that. Well, no, that's bull. And how many people have jumped in and built the Rubo as one of their first projects? And that is an insane build. Freaking, that's just nuts. Physically <laughs> that's a hard lo- project. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> it's just physically large. It, you know, the joinery isn't all that difficult, but it's so big. It's a huge undertaking, but people do it because they really, really want that workbench. So, yeah, I think yeah. skill designations are, are kind of BS. I, I don't believe in them at this point. So that, I mean, I, I, I wanted this conversation cause I think it's a good counterpoint to what we talked about last week with getting tools too early. You know, this one we're like, yeah, go for it. You know, yeah. <laughs> well before you're and, ready, do it. You know, it's easier, obviously easier said than done, but I, this is the one thing I hear more than anything else. Well, I want to do this project and this project. So I, cause I really want to really, what I want to build is, you know, X, but I'm waiting for my skills to progress. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, what what are you waiting for? Like, is there some sort of like certificate that we get an engraved like, invitation after, after a point, you know, <laughs> do you, do you, I mean, I suppose there, there's a comfort level that comes. I mean, I could go into sure. the shop and sure. You know, we still get not so much, I guess intimidate is a good word for it. You still get intimidated by certain tasks, which to me just translates to procrastination. It's like, ah, you know, I'll do that later. And I work around stuff, but th- there's never really anything that is just that difficult. Yeah. And I'm, no woodworking savant by any means. It's just, you know, just 
just do it. Well, I think you do that. You do that enough times, you build confidence that you'll be able to get out of any bind you get into. You know, or mm-hmm. if you don't know, you've you've got resources online of people who can give you advice on how to get out of that. So, like uh, when I did the the Maloof chair, right? First time I was doing it, and talk about high stakes. I'm showing other people how to do it at the same time, and and telling them that I'm going to teach you, even though this is my first time doing it. I'm going to teach you how to build this chair. That was really risky. But I've done that so many times and building something for the first time, the foundations are there. None of it is like overly unique. And it's just a matter of having that mindset that you could jump in and make it happen. I mean, Matt, how many high boys had you made or what was it? Your big uh, secretary or some secretary. That's that's what it was. How many of those did you make before you made that one? Zero. Exactly. But I wanted it. So I wanted to be able to make I think that's also very common amongst the hobbyist woodworker, you know, Mm -hmm. We're not building the same piece over and over and over again. I know there's some people that do, you know, they'll build it and then they build four more or there's a lot of guys that, Hey, if I'm going to build one, I might as well build three, you know, they're batching stuff out, giving things away as gifts. And there are certainly people who enjoy that, you know, this is my, this is my go-to project. I can bang this out and I know that it's going to be good. Cutting boards or things like that. Yeah, like that's, I'm just not wired that way. So every project I'm building is the first time I'm building it, you know, but I think that's also, that's part of of growing your skill, if you will, where, like I said earlier, if you break it down, it's all the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that famous Maloof joint is a couple of rabbits, you know, a couple of flanking rabbits on either side of the board and, and the groove to accept those rabbits. So you can look at it as, oh, crazy Maloof joint. It's got to fit exactly. Or you can look at it as, okay, well, I need to chisel out a space on the top and then you need to chisel out a space on the bottom or I need to route out a space on the top or a space on the bottom. And it, it suddenly it's like, oh, well, that's easy. You know, now do that a couple more times. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is an angled rabbit, Shannon. So, okay. Makes it well, I know even you, easier. I know you use hand tools. tools. You use hand <laughs> tools. So it, it doesn't matter because it's a line and you just chisel to it. But you know, normal, yeah. normal yeah. people have to think about this. <laughs> yeah, well, which is why I say hand tools make you a better woodworker and a better person in general. That's true. Oh boy. That's true. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not reaching at all on that one. <laughs> there he goes. Oh like boy. <laughs> you really need t-shirts that say that for the hand tool school, you know, yeah. be a better woodworker, be a better person. The hand tool school. <laughs> you can, you can have that. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> you can use that. That can be your new slogan for the school. I that, like that. That won't backfire at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right. That. So, Hey, you know what? Let us know what projects you guys have done that were beyond your skill level. You had no business doing it, but you knocked it out of the park. We want to hear those stories. Or maybe like Shannon said, how about the opposite where you actually yeah. did try to do something that was outside your skill level and you fell on your face. <laughs> We'd like to hear that yeah, if, you're, if you're still into what we want to hear that. Up. So we can tell you how you should have recovered from it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's that I'll send them in. <laughs> that it will for show. Sure. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend and we will catch you next time. Happy weekend. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.